I'm afraid of the calendar. Its days are numbered. <laughs> Starting off strong there. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to the best thing you watch this week. Because it's going to be. We have an awesome uh, podcast, video podcast for you today. We have great Patreon starting at just one pound. Seriously, over 60 videos. One pound. That's actually two pounds with two fingers. Okay. One. <laughs> no, I won't be rude. One pound. Uh, we're going to be talking next week. We're going to do spoilers and ranking for the latest Mission Impossible film. That's Dead Reckoning Part 1. But obviously, we're not going to do it now this week because it's not quite out yet. However, this week we do have a TV series that was recommended to by our Patreon member. Uh, what's his name? Another Digital Citizen. Thank you. Called Lily Hammer. We'd never seen it. Um, I think we've both got some interesting things to talk about uh, with this series. I'm excited to get into that. So if you want to hear us dive into some unique stuff, uh, there's so much on there. And we have a lot of fun and we can get more silly because it's our own little niche, little place where we can be stupid if we want to. Not that we don't do that here, but uh, <laughs> never. there's a darker corner over there. That just sounds dodgy. It's not a darker corner. It's that, fun. It's Trust me, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Please disregard everything Ruben's been saying. Good grief. It's also called the bearded ones, which is why I was touching my beard, not like uh, a, a man in an ice cream van. Come here. Yeah, yeah, those people are dodgy. I see the candy first, then I get in the van. That's the rule. Exactly. That's how you do it. But this week, lots of interesting content to talk about. It's been an interesting week for entertainment news as well. I think we've got some stuff to talk about there as well. And um, Chris is going to be doing his movie quiz, I presume. Although, I because am. no one's fired him yet, so... They might after this week. Oh, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Anything else, Chris? Yeah. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. If you... Yeah. There's a new social <laughs> you media platform. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, also, if you... Well, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, if you if you listen, if you're listening to this on the audio, mm -hmm. wherever you happen to be listening to it uh, th via a podcast platform, if you could rate and review us, mm -hmm. that would be huge. Uh, but yeah, we we've got what do we got? We've got movie quote quiz. Ruben's mm -hmm. going to ask us a question. We're going to dive into the best things we watch, and then in the exclusive audio portion, that's where we are also going to dive into something that did not make our list. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Those are things that were just, they just didn't bubble to the top. Yeah. Other times they're straight poo. Mine this week, straight poo. How about you, Ruben? Yeah, a big poo week. Yeah. Big poo week, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, we're going to review a movie. Ruben's been wanting me to watch this for quite a while. <laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> I finally, finally watched it. Finally forced you to watch it. I'd never seen it. Can't believe it. it. it you know, there's part I, two and three as well. I do. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <gasps> Because rush hour, yeah, okay. Everybody collectively gasp. Yes, I've never seen rush <gasps> hour until seen just rush recently. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that in the audio as well. Uh, hell no! Never touch a black man's radio. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh -oh. What? Well, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we're going to have fun talking about that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, should we actually get started, though? Yes, with let's, the let's do it. ridiculousness. So, did okay. anybody win the movie quote quiz uh, last week? We did. Oh, okay. We had two people. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Tara Briscoe, who is like like the reigning champion, she's yeah, been like, I think, ass. four weeks in a row, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And Chris Retzlaff, both of them got all three. Um, the theme was Adam Sandler. Mm. So the first answer was Uncut Gems. Mm. Never seen it. Second, oh, it just, dude, it just looks too depressing for me. I'm like, oh. it is. I I saw that when the year that it came out, that was my birthday movie, and so I dragged my whole family dude. to see it. Um, <laughs> my oldest son loved it. Right. My wife, my daughter-in-law, and my youngest son were like, "Please, never again. Ne- um, ne- never do that to us." Yeah. Okay. It it is. Stressful. Okay. Like, fr- and so well executed. Sounds like I am, a fun watch. I, yeah. I am pissed that he didn't get. I mean, he should yeah, have won. Yeah, I heard he should have won an Oscar for that. Yeah, it's just because he he's was, Adam Sandler. That's what people were saying. Yeah. Yeah. What the crap? No, dude. When you when you have somebody who's gone from like stupid just humor movies, and then delivers an A plus performance. Yeah. You need to recognize that. Don't yeah. just go well. It's a one-off because he's a comedic actor. Better recognize. In Living Color. Yeah. I loved that show. That was great. Okay. Sorry. Um, I digress. So, uh, Uncut Gems. Number two was Grown Ups. Mm. Number three, Mr. Deeds. Mm. Very sneaky, sir. So, the feet. Oh, my gosh. The feet scene. That makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this week, this is going to be harder. So this might be the week that I um, that I get fired. All right. Cool. Okay. The, these are going to be obscure. They're older. Um, there we go. Okay. Fire, Chris. Fire. <laughs> okay. Number one, you have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. You know this one. Yeah. I do. Okay. I watched you very carefully. Red light, stop. Green light, go. Yellow light, go very fast. (laughs) Number three. Correction. I need the superior information in your inferior brain to fly this thing. Okay. There is a theme, theme. even an era. So it. that might help you nail things down uh no cheating but let us know in the comments below what did you get all three of those did i stump you uh (laughs) was this my last week um (laughs) we'll give you the shout out next week uh ruben though do you have a question for us please yes i'm just um it's a bit of a silly question but maybe good people listening can answer this question for me i saw it mentioned on twitter this week and i thought that's a that's a really good question uh, for for me i'm a i'm a trekkie i love star trek i love every incarnation the new stuff the old stuff the bad stuff i just anything new i love it in that world that sci-fi zone but there's there's been a consistent theme and for the life of me i can't work out why <laughs> and it is it's like ruined star trek for me <laughs> oh no (laughs) it's fine i will keep watching it but every time i see the front of uh like let's say the the enterprise and you're inside and everybody's that the captain's there in his chair and you have all the others at their the various stations 
doing their little gadget things of the, the fake screens blowing torpedoes and captain engage yeah <laughs> number one what is that Make i don't know so. yeah exactly all of that <laughs> and they're all flying why are there no seat belts in any of the spaceships because how many times have you seen them fall out <laughs> and roll away with all the technology they have they could have had that you know that you've seen in some films where they're automatically just kind of because you can still fake the thing throwing around or the chairs could even break one if you're having a big crash or you know <laughs> i guess it's not as dramatic but with all the technology and all the time why do they not have seat belts on their you know a, a strap a, a bar something to something. stop them <laughs> in every season in every movie never uh, something to hold them down that's hilarious well i think maybe from the very beginning when we first talk about just like the very first series mm. with william shatner that may have been before seat belts were actually um invented and put into cars mm. so that so explains to be authentic they've just continued the, the trend <laughs> the stu- what i want to see know. now someone in um that does like crash test dummies and he says you crash test yeah. dummies for star trek ships. star trek oh my gosh <laughs> well and you've got um like i love uh the reboot um of the kelvin timeline um mm. where chris hemsworth is in the captain's chair i want to oh, see yeah. that one where he goes into ne- nero's <laughs> sh- oh sweet yeah. <laughs> anyway random sci-fi question let us in the comments what you think the reason is i'm sure it's someone that is like an absolute geek of like in episode blah 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 they said blah 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 and that's the reason blah 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 yeah. and yes. I, i'm i'm fine with that but still yep no seatbelts guys <laughs> <laughs> nah. should, should, should we get into it yes yes you want to go first my wife said uh, i need to do lunges to stay in shape uh that would be a big step forward <laughs> they just come out of the blue it's just like you just you just you just start talking and there they are i don't know <laughs> you don't know what's happening <laughs> no so good all right oh. um yeah so my week this week was a, a poo um but i did manage to go to london to watch tom cruise's big movie extravaganza it wasn't in imax which cracked me oh. up because <laughs> Tom Cruise really wanted all these movies in IMAX. It was, however, in the, the biggest Odeon with the best sound. So in London, mm. there's these two big screens for press screenings. One is IMAX. That's, uh, I think it's Empire's IMAX, and it's incredible. But their sound is always beaten by Odeon's big screen because they have the Dolby Atmos, like, floor to ceiling that's around you. It's the oh, sort wow. of cinema when you go to and there's a big sound moment that the chairs reverberate and shake. Not because it's oh. like 4D cinema, it's just, you feel it. You go, it's so loud, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't distort, <laughs> like it, it's just that. Mm. It, it's great. So anyway, went to press screening, was completely full. Sat next to me was the guy from Empire, I think he's one of the best writers from Empire, uh, who might have started oh, Empire. Wow. And I really wanted to geek out and say, hey, didn't you just write that book about uh, vampires and stuff? But I didn't, I, I, I kept my cool. And, uh, he was cold. He had a jacket. He pulled it up over over him. So the aircon was obviously up up quite a bit. And uh, that's what I thought about the movie. 
Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. Yes. I saw this movie also. I, I was hoping we would talk about it, but apparently we're not going to. Um, <laughs> no, now we can actually on. talk about it. We've both seen it. Yeah. I've had some yes. time to think about it. I actually think you need to let the film settle a bit in your head. Like, because it's so a lot. Like, this, this film is a lot. That you come out going, was this as good as as did I enjoy it as much? Like I I really had a good time and it was tense, but when my anal- analytical brain hits it, like was this as good? I actually think having had a week, that it's mm-hmm. my favorite of the bunch, like above Fallout. I cannot oh, wow. wait to go back and watch it again. I didn't watch any of the others back to cinema. I didn't want go to Fallout, watch that mm-hmm. twice. This one I'm going back to watch again. I'm going, um, as of this recording, I'm going tomorrow. So the day this drops, I'm going with my family. They had, they had a, like a, a fan screening that you could buy tickets for. Mm. And so we bought, we bought five tickets and we're, nice. we're that's going early to, as well. it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially because in the U S it doesn't open until Wednesday, the 12th Right. in the UK, it opens on Monday, the 10th. And in Australia, it opens now. <laughs> oh, is, seriously? This is why Tom had the, um, the premiere there it was his birthday so it's kind of a present to them so they get oh, it a couple of days cool. earlier yeah oh, which is nice. right which on. is great uh so let's talk about that, the movie okay okay fine i'll talk about the movie. <laughs> 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 that yeah, was me yeah, handing you, you the ball but i'll go first <laughs> oh oh as i watch the ball go past me <laughs> okay i think this is um, um lawn's best score for the mission mm. films I was listening back to it. There are cues in in this movie that when you get an emotional beat, it, it's building and building and building and building. The action is building, and there's like a, there's a crux of a character that something happens to a character. And man, the emotional cues that just the combination of that action coming to a head, I felt it. I was like, I wanted to shout in the cinema, anybody but that person. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> So there are emotional beats. Then there's the mm-hmm. comedy. Simon Pegg, brilliant. But Simon <laughs> Pegg and Tom Cruise together, that's what I didn't expect. Like their banter back and forth, really on point. But it, it's not detract, detracting from the story or the emotional beats <clears throat> that it, it, it needs to have. And then you get the action sequences. And this is what I was worried about. is because we've seen big featurettes of Tom yes. Cruise on the motorbike and the building ups, an incredible stunt. I was worried like okay so are the trailers showing all the best bits they kind of are but the best bits you've seen a fraction of the action <laughs> so that bike scene is like a 20 minute build up it, you see it and afterwards and it leads into another big action scene and that action scene for me is far better uh the big they're, oh. shown, they're shown it on, on, on the poster so it's to do with the train so macquarie had one request and Tom Cruise had one request when doing this film. Tom wanted to do a bike stunt and Macquarie wanted to do a train stunt. And so they both got their wishes and that's what they put in this movie. And that's like the latter half of the film, the last 40 minutes of the film. The first two hours, although it's a setup for part two, which you totally feel, there's a sure. nice contained story actually that, that it finishes on, which I liked. Mm-hmm. But it's the leading up to the Rome sequences where our characters have to fight. And everybody's been hearing about it now and all, all in the reviews. So I'm just going to say it, it, it's a very interesting bad guy because it's AI. And, and if you hear that, 
you're gonna roll your eyes and go oh because so many people have done it badly and yeah i get it it's nonsense i could even ages ago like eagle eye which was shy about mm-hmm. was it was fine but it wasn't good this is yeah. how you do an ai movie and make it relevant but make it feel tangible you swap that out as giving the ai an agent that makes it real and then you make that agent flipping scary because you link it to the world you make it very real and i thought damn and so I thought it was very Hitchcockian, which I wasn't expecting it to kind of hark back to that mm. original first Mission Impossible, the shadows, the the noir. Yeah, we have all of that, and somehow it works in amongst the big action. Um, Haley Atwell, good lord, I need to see a bunch of movies with her in this character. I want to see all all of them, all of them. Because honestly, Tom Cruise does the stunts, but this is Haley Atwell's film. She brings so much heart and emotion and um, like character presence into it, and mm. she makes them more rounded characters. Yes, one hundred percent. Did you know that her character originally in the series was a was a man? No, yeah. I mean it doesn't really surprise me, but yeah, no, that's. But I mean, she's done a phenomenal <clears throat> job. Um, obviously, we have one of our guardians of the galaxy. And, Tom Clementif. Yeah. yeah. And again, she was excellent. I like how Tom Cruise manages to take characters that seemingly could be side characters and really you don't need to have them in the story. Give them meat and background and build. So that by the time you see them at the end, where you started with those characters are so different. You now care about, even if they're the bad guys, you get why they're doing what they're doing. You you know, you, you understand the big history in the story. And all of this, you manage to... I mean, okay, it's not a short movie, but there's a lot to pack in there. And you never yeah. feel the time. Like, there's some downtime, but it's just continuously building. Well, and I think you need that downtime just a little bit to to reset. You can't sit at such a high level mm. consistently for that long, especially because the the scenes get more intense mm. and so if you're there you you know people reach a breaking point almost where it just becomes you become numb to it right and so we watch like intense scene mm. fun you know action e then we go into a little bit of slower just for a little bit and then back into something high octane and then down again, so we get a little bit of story exposition. We get to learn some more about the characters. We get to see interactions. And then interwoven through that are still exciting sequences mm. that then build us up to that breaking point. And I was, dude, I the last third of the film, I don't think I breathed. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you at all. That, that whole sequence was just incredible. I loved, and I, I said this in my review, it's because we've already seen the the bike jump, mm. the use of silence at that moment was genius mm. because it really, it gave you a, a different perspective and it helped to put us into that spot. Mm. And I was like, the my audience was like, there's um there's a number of nods to other films and sequences like i would say the italian job 
um, with the little mini car running all over the place, which I thought was genius. So much so better executed than like Fast and Furious, which is a car film, uh, mm -hmm. because it's all real and in screen, right? So I think the balance of that, making it real and then having Tom being a producer, so he's directing Haley. Um, I saw a little bit of behind the, behind the scenes where they're in the car and it's spinning around and he needs the car to have like smoke, to create smoke. And he's telling her, say this line. And so they're kind of, they're making it up. They have the script, but he's feeling something else. And so he's getting her to, mm. to try and find the next thing. But he's, he's having to wait for the right moment when there's enough smoke for the car spinning. They never told the authorities that that's what they were going to do. They hide it or like hide it out. They didn't say there was going to be like smoke. So they just kind of have to go for it <laughs> and get what you can. Uh, the production value shot. But I think Tom Cruise particularly has this level of understanding of what he needs from each actor. He's the guy that gets everybody to go and study or train months before because he knows how physically demanding. So not only are our actors great actors, but they know how to act in action. And that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a key difference that you see in some action movies. It just doesn't carry. Or there's a, there's a stop, deliver your line, action. When you can deliver it on the go, it makes it feel like it's very real and tangible. Uh, I think that that's what these films do. And this one particularly really manages to deliver well. We also do globe trotting, globe trotting again, which is mm -hmm. always one of the big fun parts. You get to go in this grand adventure in different places. For me, I thought it was very brave of him to do an action sequence uh, in the desert. Uh, you don't get a lot of people that want to play in sand. Uh, but the way they did it, I thought it was really tense, crazy, yeah, interesting, and it set up a nice bit of the story. So it, it was very well executed. Yeah. You know, something that, uh, going back to the comedy a little bit, mm. because obviously, I mean, I, I totally agree with you of how well it worked and how well it complemented everything else. We've seen little bits here and there of like a little bit of snarkiness or whatever with Tom Cruise mm. in, in a lot of the other movies. But for the most part, I mean, he's serious. Yeah. You know, the, in this one, there were a couple of key moments, um, I think particularly in Rome, where his facial expressions oh, yeah. like yeah. killed it. Yeah. Like were so funny because they felt very, very natural. You know, like there was like I never thought at that point like he was acting. It was more of like, oh, they just captured his real reaction. Yeah. I mean, this. they even showed in that clip uh, on the trailer when Benji is talking to him on top of the mountain, and he's like, "What do you expect me to do?" It's like jump, jump, and he's like the the comedy banter of that moment. It's like, do you understand where I am? And he and he's, he's showcasing that all through just his his expressions. Yeah, he's come a long way with that that comedic timing. It's not easy to do. No, no. And, and like you said, with with all of the mid-action, mid mm. like it's, it, they're doing a lot of this while doing something else. Yeah. And so it really does, I mean, to capture that level also, because I mean, we know, we've, we've seen others, you know, where people are racing in cars or something and there's a little bit of banter here and there, mm. but I don't think it captures the, the same level of excitement very often. And I want the next part now. Dude. Now, Chris. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, y yes. I, I was happy, very, very happy that this, that this wrapped up the story. Mm. Like, 
didn't wrap up the story, but it felt we reached a point where I was satisfied with then beginning the yeah. next chapter. Didn't leave us mid knife throw or mid punch or mid explosion. Like seriously, exactly. Don't That's do that. I mean, it's yeah. like when when Fast X mm. came out. You're like, it just ended, and we're like, wait, did you do you need to load the other reel? What's going on? There's got to I mean, be the another Witcher scene, did, just right? Did that as well. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I into the spider or across the spider verse mm. also yeah you know these i, I think <laughs> you, you you do a little bit of a disservice You're alienating and they the audience a little bit yeah 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 it's i understand part of it you know you want to keep the 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 anticipation and the energy high mm. but guess what the audiences aren't going to remember where they were in that high when you go back yeah you know like devastate us like with uh infinity war oh my gosh what a brilliant <laughs> ending nobody expected I that mean, walked out silent like the whole screen just devastated but brilliant like be brave do that absolutely so how yeah, invested were you we have to a, end game oh oh of course because now we have a starting point yeah uh, oh so, my gosh it just makes me want to go watch those two movies again yeah I just watched Endgame this week again. Is it? So, Still yeah, good? <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, totally. That that whole last uh, hour battle scene oh is so gosh. much fun. It's just, <laughs> it's so just good. have that on loop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay, uh, you you good to move on? I mean, I could talk about this all day, but yeah, we we we, we, yeah, we will venture into spoilers at yeah, some point. We will. We will. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um. So that was on my list. Uh, okay. So really, next on my list is um, this is something completely different and for now, Father's Day a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, and now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my oldest son and my daughter in law got me a present for Father's Day, and I didn't we get any have. Present. Oh, I'm sorry. Kids, we have been are you listening. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shame. Well, we we have been playing this game every week. Hmm. Um, at a like, we just have a family dinner and they come over, and so we've been playing this every week. I bought the expansion pack, so now it's like the deluxe edition, hmm. and it is it's oh, called Doomlings. Doomlings. I think you were telling me about this last week. It is a um, it's a deck building game. Hmm. So it's you know you you collect cards and they build on each other and you go around and everything. Um, the 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 artwork on them is genius. I mean, it's just it's beautiful to look at. It was a Kickstarter game, and um, obviously they got fully funded because now you can buy it in Ooh, um, like game stores and stuff. Okay. Ooh, nice. Well, I <laughs> oh yep. So the base game is outstanding. Okay, it really is. But then I got I got the uh, the expansion pack, which made it the deluxe, right. and um, it added like three new uh, types of like genres of characters okay. that go into this. Right. And it's basically, I mean, like if you've if you've played Exploding Kittens yeah. um, or even like Dominion, some some type of game like that where it's it's deck building or card game, hmm. you know, it's kind of fast moving, but it's so complicated too, but in a very easy and understandable way. So it's like you could put down a card that just affects you or benefits you, but it also could affect other people. There's there's cards that if, if affect we get everybody. It, we teach all us at how once. to play. Yeah, totally. Cool. 
yeah, it's it's oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Um, it, we <laughs> it, we last the games probably last about forty five minutes, right. um, and that's because we're you know I mean we're talking and everything else. Um, but it's it's so good to just see what when you get new cards and really the biggest thing is like we've cycled through the um, the character cards the trait cards but we have not cycled through all of these age cards and those dictate for everybody else what's going on or for everybody that's playing like mm. it, you know each round and each round is one time around the table so okay. it's really it's really simple I think you can have how many players how do you two win? to six. How do you win? Um, there's a, um, so it's like, like the beginning of the world. So you begin with the beginning of life and then you go through and you have ages and within the ages, there are catastrophes. And so once you hit the third catastrophe, that's the world's end. Ah. And there's a special, uh, penalty type of action that happens there also. Sometimes it's not bad. So the aim of the game Most is of to the end time, the world. It's terrible. Well, it's going to anyway. Oh, right, 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 right. And and then once you've done that, then you add up your points. So each each trait card that you have uh, has points to it. But some of your cards can be dependent on other people's cards. Um, some of them some of them have a world's end type of thing. So when the world's end happen, you yeah. get to play this action that then affects everybody else um yeah okay. <laughs> it's so good and there's some really really good valuable cards and like so i my wife played a really great card and i took it from her uh, like right <laughs> after she played it and so the next time around she was like this thank your dad and <laughs> she puts down like everybody has to discard like four cards oh, or no. something like that <laughs> it's just it's it's such a good casual game yeah. um that is it's detailed enough to be investing so that you want to actually pay attention and have fun as a, as a, you know, as a group, but it's also not so complex and so detailed that you can't enjoy it or have fun with it. And, and like you, you know, you, some of those games, they become so like, you have to read every single thing so closely and like, you're just uber focused and this, it has a mix of that. We, um, most of us, everybody, but my daughter-in-law last week, um, had some kind of influence on us um that messed with our our brains so the game <laughs> took a little longer uh, but and it was funny because my daughter in law was like i'm gonna win so i made her a daiquiri and um <laughs> to, to level out the playing field there <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah but if you've um you you can get it on amazon you can get it in um stores it sounds like it's available in the uk as well so yeah, that's is, outstanding yeah. yeah lots and lots of fun nice yeah. All right. What what's what's next on your list? Yeah. What is next on my list, Chris? Uh so I started watching <clears throat> The Lincoln Lawyer. Got uh two and a half episodes in, switched that off. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I got a notification from HBO saying, Hey, we've got um some screeners for you to to watch. Oh. So this is I don't know if I can say this is the best things I watch. I haven't watched the whole series. Okay. But this is this is going to split audiences. And I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's Okay, there's a new TV series coming out. Uh the embargo's lifted, but it comes out on July 13th. 
Okay. It's called Full Circle. Have you heard anything about this? I don't believe so. I'm going to look it up on IMDb here. It's got an incredible cast. And the first thing I can say about this is the acting is brilliant. Like, it's very good, very intense. The negative thing I'll say about it is the first episode has so many storylines going on that it's hard to follow. I don't normally mind that because I know that it's one of those stories that it will piece it together. Like, so you're following everybody's stories. It's all over the place, so I don't really know how it connects, but you can see how the puzzle pieces are starting to come together. Okay. And this is where it comes to why I'm not sure it's the best thing I watched this week because it's the the director or the creator is I think it's am I right Steven Soderbergh um does yeah yeah he well he directed all of them yeah uh he didn't write them though no no he didn't write it but he yeah he is directing this so I think when it comes to Steven Soderbergh for me especially very hit or miss there's some stuff I like and there's some stuff I just it's one of those that I'm I'm more inclined to go yeah I'm not sure that's for me um, mm. or I watch it and be like I didn't I didn't get it um, what did do you know Steven Soderbergh's work much are there any that you like uh yeah yeah let's see here let me go i'm going to his page so i can um mm-hmm. just make sure that i'm hitting because i mean let's see here didn't he do the did he do the oceans movies yeah he did the oceans movies so i liked that traffic aaron brockovich um let's see anything recently though that i've liked um Contagion, which is not recent at anyway, but that is a terrifying movie, and I loved it. Um, side effects was okay, I think. I haven't seen really any of his. Oh, Unsane was the last one that I saw, and he shot that on an iPhone, mm-hmm. which, uh, well, it was good. I mean, okay. You know. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So take that sort of filmmaking, and put it in here because he makes it like a documentary it feels like a documentary right so he really wants to place you like you're a fly on the wall but a lot of the time the the, the shots be just lower than head height so it's slightly voyeuristic but it's also quite shaky it's it's not like very Mm. shaky but it's shakier than normal you can tell it's definitely handheld yeah so it's no it's even it's it's worse than that it is like in places oh wow Uh, (laughs) am i still recording i am screenshotting that bad boy right there nice that is better go check my battery (laughs) 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 well that battery didn't last long (laughs) (laughs) so the moments i can see that this really works and sometimes it really does place you in the moment the stories Mm. that are all it's a big puzzle piece i have no idea what's going on at the moment but there's definitely characters that you will love to hate characters that you will like and characters that are just getting in trouble and you're willing them not to get into trouble i think it's 
going to split people like I mentioned at the beginning, which is why I'm not sure that this is like on the best thing I watch. An investigation into a botched kidnapping uncovers long-held secrets connecting multiple characters and cultures in present-day New York. I think it's a one and done, so it's like a it's six Limited episodes series, and right? done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the story is intriguing, but it hasn't gripped me within that first episode. It's a fairly long episode, like an hour. The puzzle piece is making it so that I don't know where it's going at all. And then the filmmaking's making it, making me like, I like it sometimes, but I mostly don't like it. Please don't do that. It's like, mm. I have reservations. I, like, I visibly sit backwards like, why are you doing that? So it doesn't place me in it. It takes me out of it, which I think is the opposite effect. Yeah, you, do, you don't want that typically with a story. Mm. I would, hmm. That, well, okay. Yeah, it's uh, six episodes, uh, two episodes each week uh, drop. How how long are the episodes? Are they hour yeah, or about half an, an hour? hour? I think. About an hour? Half, okay. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's some, like I was looking as I scrolled down um, in IMDb, you've got like the names that really stood out to me were Zassi Beats, Timothy mm. Oliphant, Jarrell Jerome, Claire Danes, Dennis yeah. Quaid, Alex Winter, Jim Gaffigan. It's an amazing cast. They... They are getting, everybody brings their A-game. Like, the script is so Soderbergh, or like films that you would associate mm. watching with him. The the filmmaking the same way, like it's just Soderbergh on Soderbergh. Whether it holds out and it is worth the six hours, I don't, I don't know. Okay. But that was like, if you like Soderbergh, watch this. If you have mixed feelings, may, maybe wait till they're all out. See if you want to watch it all together. Okay, okay. Um, funny enough, going on that exact same theme, there is a second season of um, a murder mystery coming yeah. out on Apple this week called The After Party. Oh, yeah. I had not seen the first season. Oh, okay, so I really? binged it. Dude, you've dude, done a, quite dude, a bit of dude. binge watching this week. <laughs> I have. I have. But if you have not seen The After Party and you enjoy um like murder mysteries and then creative presentations mm. you're gonna love this because every episode is a different genre it's, it's retold different, to us it? yeah oh it is yeah have you seen it yeah i've seen the first i haven't seen the second yet yeah. okay yeah i was um i mean the cast is big it's a it's a high school reunion um that then it goes to an after party where is this Dave one Franco, of them where it's like one of the episodes is animation yes 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 one the it's one with uh ben schwartz is a musical that right. was my favorite episode <laughs> of course um, it is. <laughs> yeah it was so great um there's one that um like i loved it when the one of the episodes features a little girl retelling her her view of the story and so it's like watching Luis in the um the ant-man movies oh, yeah. where she's doing all of the voices for all of the characters and, and that, so you're re-watching all these my favorite episode actually it was very good very clever it was so fun yeah i was just i was i, I had heard good things about it hmm. you know and uh, but i didn't whatever you know i don't know we'll see does it is it going to hold up is it old is it i don't know and no it was it's short episodes too like the first episode i think is close to an hour it's like 48 minutes or something Mm. all the rest of the episodes are about 30 minutes yeah so it becomes very quick to binge and it was it was funny 
There are moments that are a little repetitious, but that's kind of expected. It's expected with the overlapping of the the stories. They kind of regurgitating that moment, but then it's from their perspective. So exactly, yeah. Yeah. So I was okay with that. Uh, The I was fully invested in the mystery. Like I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I, while I had suspicions, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't land on who did it. Okay, like as as a solid, like yes, mm. this is what it is. Uh, I, so I thought that was really well done. Um, the characters, it's a a good mix of characters in this first season, mm. and um, what's his name, Sam Richardson, who's in uh, Werewolves Within. Nice. He is. Um, Love that. I. I do too, but I love his, I love his, his, his whole presentation of who he is, like how he acts because he's, he's unassuming and he's kind of every man. So he becomes very relatable. Like even if he's doing things that necessary, like you wouldn't necessarily do or that you've never done, you could see, at least I can like. Oh, well, I could react that way. He's or just likable, though, isn't he? Like, anything he's in, you kind of just like him. Yeah, yeah. He's been, I mean, what, what I've seen him in, he's just, like, I want to be friends with him. Mm. Because he's he seems genuine, uh, a little sarcastic, but that's also on the, on the heels of being caught off guard on certain things. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so his reactions are like, uh. <laughs> you also have uh, John Chow, Ken Jong. Oh, this is the, that's in season two. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, um, is so, Ken John uh, not in season one? No. Huh. No, the, um, the first season has, um, the, I think the three returning characters are, um, Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Zoe Shaw. Okay. I don't think any of the other characters within this are returning and it is a stacked cast again yeah i mean um, anytime john cho is on screen and ken jung dr ken jung he's hilarious oh he is well and paul walter hauser is going to be in this is, is a powerhouse <laughs> he can go from flipping karate kids to oscar winning performances seriously yep 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 so i'm 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 thrilled. Yeah, I, I I hope it's I hope it holds the same level of excitement and mystery as the first one. Um, you know, because this first season, like I am all in to watch say, season two because I, I, I can't had remember so that much. much. I think I need to go back and watch it again and prep for season two. Yeah, even if you're going to watch just a couple of them, mm. you know, a couple of the episodes. Um, it was funny though because uh, Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz they they're in this series in the first season mm. they're also the um the two cia operatives in um unbearable weight of massive talent oh yeah oh that's funny that is <laughs> yeah funny. i was like wait what okay. <laughs> but no really good um great chemistry with the cast i mean it it captures all of the awkwardness and just the discomfort that you would expect from a high school reunion all of these people coming back together Mm. with the tensions and you know and it's yeah lots and lots of fun i am excited for season two but if you've not seen season one now is definitely the time to hop on that on apple nice yeah 
Okay. What okay, you got? Okay, so we had a um, a guest a few weeks ago. Um, trying to remember. His Neil? Name. Neil, yeah. Neil. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Oh, do you? You? Have yes. You? <laughs> um, and he... Because we're friends. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And he mentioned that he's watching an anime. And I said, what is this anime? I'd never heard of it. Like, how, how dare you know an anime that I don't? This is a sacrilege. <laughs> and um, he said, he gave me a synopsis for it, which I want to read. <laughs> because that... I had his... I was, I was sold by the poster alone. Right. But then the synopsis also was like, ooh okay <laughs> like okay here it is i got it i got it okay undead murder fast do you love the movie knives out yes <laughs> what if instead of daniel craig as the the detective it was an immortal woman's head in a birch cage whose app whose apprentice is a half human half demon and what if the story took place in the 1800s europe and lived within the world of sherlock holmes jack the ripper vampires asinine lupin the Phantom of the Opera, Frankenstein's Monster, and more. Then this quirky supernatural murder mystery is just for you. And and one of the particular reasons why I, I was mentioning today is because you don't watch a lot of anime. But this, I think you need to watch. I've seen one episode, and dude, it's bonkers, but it's brilliant. It's so fun. I... I, I... I'm telling you, the poster where you have the dude with the woman's head in the birdcage. And I was like, what the crap is that? I am really intrigued by this. <laughs> so it's it's Crunchyroll, right? Yeah, Crunchyroll. Okay. Well, that's where I watched it, yeah. Okay. That's all you're going to talk about it? Is that the <laughs> I mean, how do you explain this anime without doing spoilers? why why do you think i should watch it why do you think i'm gonna enjoy it because you love mystery okay and it's just that synopsis the the mystery is there but the first episode that they show you what's going to happen they give you a time deadline one of our characters Ooh. is going to die uh if they don't do something another one of our characters um needs her body back can you, can you guess which character that is? Uh, um, maybe. <laughs> and so you have this unique team of one guy has a demon inside him that's an Oni demon, and he's trying to fight it, but at the same time it gives him a, a, abilities to be strong, mm. but it, eventually it's going to take over him. You have a, a time deadline, and so that starts, but then they, there's this connection of how they both met a certain bad guy, who I think might be Jack the Ripper. I'm just guessing, but I, I think it might be a different version mm. of Jack the Ripper. Um, they both met, and their their encounters with him is ended up them either her losing her body and him becoming like having a demon placed in him. So it's London, it's supernatural, 1800s murder mystery, Sherlock Holmes. You know, it's shoved in all that stuff and somehow works because it's anime. And the beauty of the animation as well, I, I think I equate it to being as good as Demon Hunter, not Demon Hunter, Demon Slayer, um, because it, it looks fluid, it's beautiful when they move, mm. when they punch, the action, all that is what you want. Subtitles were excellent uh, for, a, I don't speak Japanese, so I, I think they're excellent, uh, but 
because <laughs> like I would the story know. made sense they for could, you, right? Yeah, <laughs> they could be saying something completely different. Uh, but I was just like, man, this is going on my list, and Chris needs to nice. watch this. Yeah, it's so nice to get something that's that's like a genre that you know, but they just yeah. twist it and give it some, like a new lease on life. Which is why I said to myself, Chris, Chris has to watch this. Well, and I like the I like the gothic, yeah. uh, like aura to it, you know, and just that that whole that whole world. Then you're putting the mystery in there, and then it's just funky. So that's yeah, I, I'm excited to check out this because you're right. I don't really watch much anime, yeah. um, and you sort that out. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I, I have a few that I, I like. That's and, true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, it's weekly, though, right? And it is weekly. It's, yeah, which is fine. Okay. I don't mind waiting. The, like with anime, when you get new seasons of things, you sometimes you watch three or four, and then it'll be like they'll release on different days. So you kind of look forward to each new week, which mm. I used to love doing with TV. It was just great. Sure. So you watch that one episode and then you watch the next day as a new episode of that particular oh. anime you're watching. So it's like nice, quick 20 minutes. doesn't take up much of your time. But uh, if it's a really good anime, you'll be pissed off that it's ended. <laughs> you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what you want. I yes. want. I want the story to engage me and hook me in such a way that I don't want it to end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, my... <laughs> weird because we didn't talk about our lists before mm. my next one has a slight slight tie to that kind of what? um it's a it's a yeah it, it's not anime oh uh, i know what you're it, gonna talk a, about the mm. prime video series yeah. is this the one you think i'm gonna talk yeah. okay so the horror of dolores roach mm -hmm. it it has a sweeney todd element to it oh it's totally sweeney todd <laughs> I was trying not to give it's everything. It's totally sweetie Todd. Come on. <laughs> it's totally sweet. Um, it, it's, it's, this is a dark comedy. Uh, it, I don't know how much comedy there actually is. I mean, there's some humorous moments in there. Yeah, I did. It says comedy but, horror, but I didn't find it very funny. No, it was, it was more, um, tense mm. and like uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh we we have this woman who took the rap for a crime <laughs> spent 16 years in prison yeah. and she has gotten out and now she returns to her her neighborhood mm. that's been completely gentrified except for one little little thing yeah. uh this little empanada shop she she doesn't know anybody else there like she or she, a couple of people from the old neighborhood are there but not many at all she's totally fish out of water um but also just time separated almost yeah. you know the world yeah, has moved it's on like she was in a time capsule for her time in jail came out and the world has moved on without her yeah yeah exactly and i mean she's she's savvy enough to know what's going on and, and sure. to be able to do some of these things but but she hasn't experienced it and the she, I love how she surprises herself at certain things because while she was not a violent person when she went into prison, I mean, she probably could handle herself, but she was not, she's not who she is when she comes oh, out. Oh, when she comes she out. She learned special skills. 16 years of experience. Yeah. 
and and I love because her roommate, her one-armed roommate, also, which is even better. Um, not roommate, cellmate. Who was Sorry, crying cellmate. When she, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she teaches her skills. Like you're like. And you hear you hear Dolores recounting these skills and walking through the steps of what to do. And some of these these fight scenes that happen in very close claustrophobic areas, um, they become humorous. Mm. But it's also like it's it's horrifying because you just feel this mounting crap beginning to build up and build up. And she's kind of surrounded by some morons. So who? The dude who runs the empanada shop, he's well-meaning, he's sweet, but he's stupid. I mean, is he? Is he though? Ah, uh, naive. Is that a better way to put him? I don't know. Like, he, I, I want to say some words, but that'll be a spoiler. But I mean, uh. he, <laughs> he he's ingenious in certain spots. I mean, you know what I mean? But he's like he comes across as dumb. I think that's maybe yeah, what it yeah, is, like a does, simpleton. It does come across that, but then what he does makes me go, hmm? really? Yeah. 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 It, this is, you're right. It's not a, it is a dark comedy, but it's not laugh out loud uh, yeah, it's funny. Not, yeah. Really. Yeah, I understand it's, why there. It's like dark, dark. It is. Yeah. Uh, I liked. So this is on the I best thing it, you watched. Yeah, but it's the last thing on the best thing I watched. <laughs> Fair <laughs> um, enough. Okay. Because I loved I loved the cameos that we had. So you have Mark Marin, you had Cindy Lauper, Judy Reyes. Um I want to slap the, Mark Marin so so much. He's character. Oh my gosh. I, right? I mean he did such a good job, but dude <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's good because you need a character like that. Yeah, Even Judy Reyes. Like I love Judy Reyes. I mean she you just, she <laughs> <laughs> scrubs i mean she's just <laughs> but here like she's just i mm, don't really like you mm. cindy lopper was was great because she's that no nonsense uh don't give an f type of thing but also very dedicated in her skills mm. and the, every every time that dolores acted while it was not necessarily always out of necessity it became out of necessity then mm. and i love the level of horror that she gets from her actions like she's surprised at what she did and then disgusted by it yeah <laughs> oh did you so did you overall enjoy this or was this something like I, you don't want to see a season two i stopped watching i think i watched okay. four out of the six or, or six mm. out of the eight? Uh, How many? I think, I think there were eight. Oh, there were eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. so I think it was six. Uh, because I knew where I was going. At once mm -hmm. I knew what it was, it kind of lost the, the surprise for me. Mm. Um, also, I hated most of the characters. Like, I just didn't like them. And I kept being annoyed at... Well, I see, for me, in, injustice is, is a, like... It's a big thing for me and my whole family as well, actually. So whenever we see something that's unjust, it's like it's we want to see a good outcome for that character. But here we have a series that the character just keeps having crap piled upon her. And then she finds herself in a position that really there was no other way for her to get out. Like the, you understand that what she did 
was what she had to do. Yes. Uh, and that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh, how much more do I have to put myself through? I actually watched it because I saw your review and I thought, oh, okay, that looks interesting. And then I stopped, yeah, about six in. I was like, mm, I probably will finish it because it is interesting. It's well done. There's a nice take on it. Uh, and I, I was really intrigued when they say comedy horror, but it, because it didn't have any of that actual comedy for me, I was like, mm, I was I was hoping something like gory comedy horror like uh, Shaun of the Dead has that mix, you know. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, just wasn't yeah. that at all. <laughs> no, this is going like towards the uh, very bad things. Mm, mm. Um, you know, that type of Yeah, that's dark. a much better uh, connection. I don't think it's a bad yeah. series. I think it's all incredibly well acted and put together. I, I do wish, like, I do wish they had held off longer on the on the reveal the mystery yeah the reveal yeah yeah because yeah, that, that comes be about pretty quickly it does yeah but it does set up i guess after that it sets up then the the having to hide things and the yes, having to yeah. the like, what are the, they the shuffling game and yeah. <laughs> so it was hungry <laughs> 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 oh my gosh when she first comes out and she's <laughs> just don't yeah, eat that. Not good. Yeah, no, no. All right. Uh, you have anything else? Yes. Oh, cool. Um, there, you you like Love, Death, and Robots, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like you're a big fan. Um, did you ever yes. watch the Jedi Tales on Disney? Jedi. No, it was, it was I didn't. an anime series that was an anthology. Uh, oh, so okay. You had a different studio for each episode, much like what oh, wait, Love, Death, and Robots. Visions. Does. Oh, visions. That's what I'm. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, visions. Yeah, visions. visions yeah, yeah. Is excellent. Okay. See, here mm -hmm. we have a really unique one that Disney just didn't promote, uh, called Kizazi Moto Generation Fire, which is a African uh, animated series. Every single episode is a different studio, fairly big, some big names, but all of them are to do with Africa cultural specifics how you grow up in that culture or the differences a new look on uh, like timeline so like zimbabwe but future zimbabwe um like they Ooh. use they they mix up like with technology you know like um it reminded me a lot of actually um black panther um mm. black panther is that right yeah like wakanda yeah. Yeah, so you have yeah, yeah. the African culture mixed in with technology. Oh. There's a lot of it, but honestly, it's beautiful. It's very, very well done. And just felt like they did such a disservice because you can see it's as good as those others. It, it's it, honestly, it was just a ride and wonderful to watch. I will watch a few of them again. I, I'm good. I'm looking at the trailer right now, and I'm blown away by the the different. Um, animation styles yeah so and many some of those are mm. like what yep. the crap why yep. why isn't disney like pushing i have no idea because some of them are really hard-hitting thought-provoking storytelling and then the the, the animations <clears throat> like a cherry on top like beautiful but it's like i think visions had some of it but i think more love dead and robots had those short stories like really kind of hard-heading emotional gut punches about human nature uh, mm -hmm. growing up you know coming to terms with things in your life 
your identity. All of that is in here, but it's all covered in that cultural heritage of Africa. Um, and I think they hit the nail on the head. Like the, I was 16 years in South Africa. And even for me, you know, so long ago, I still saw all the bits that they were really just hitting right with the, the culture. At the same time, I don't think if you'd never been to Africa, I think you're totally going to like fall in love with all of these episodes. It pisses me off that this hasn't had the 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 push it needs because Disney's not doing well at the moment. They really need a win. Like, honestly, I think we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in our new segment in the audio bit. Uh, but this is good this is very good especially coming off of lukewarm type of pixar yeah. reactions and yeah, exactly. well gosh almost all of their movies even yeah. even secret invasion you know which i, I haven't watched, seen the third episode I watched the yet third episode but, and it's poo i just did i thought it was boring yeah see that's it, it that's unfortunate because it's um it's th- become a drama between Nick Fury and what's his face? It feels like a oh. soap. Oh, like really? They're bickering between each other, and I was just like, hmm. mm, I don't, I don't care. Like, stop it. Okay. Mm. This anyway. This, this is one. So good. Well, and I wonder if it's the whole. And well, no, I don't want to speculate on that. I just it. Looking at the trailer for this, it looks phenomenal. I mean, with yeah. So you're right. If you like. Uh, love death and robots you like visions you like really anything with just outstanding stellar animation and variety Mm. this i can't wait how long are the episodes because there's 10 episodes right oh yeah there's 10 episodes they're Mm -hmm. short i mean they're like 10 15 minutes oh wow yeah so very easy binge Mm. nice okay uh i'm just trying to remember my favorite the first episode called uh heard heard a boy a reckless teen must protect a, pre- a precious herd of cyborg cattle from a deadly spirit <laughs> monster. It's brilliant because they take in Africa, but then they just like technology and, and literally sci-fi. So they use these like gadgets, how to herd them. But then this kid has to stand up for himself and fight a beast. And how they use that is excellent. Episode two is basically a homage to um, Cannonball Run and Cowboy Bebop. Uh, and it, it's oh. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, four, wow. I think you might find your favorite. Surf Sangana it says <sighs> taking surfing, but like Cthulhu mix, <laughs> right? What? Yeah. It, well, and I I saw the uh, they show a little clip of that um, the animation style mm. on on that where the person is riding the wave and it is like ooh that looks cool. It's so good. <laughs> Episode six, uh, Mukudeze. That's the one I was talking about. Zim- Zimbabwe. So our kid gets, tr- he he's a graffiti artist and somehow mm. he, he opens up a rift in space and time and ends up like in a possible alternate future of Zimbabwe. And it's all like uh, the fifth element sort of skyscrapers, but they need to fix it. And so he teams up with another young lady and they, you know, fix that. And so unique and different. Stardust is beautiful. Uh, and outcast stable girl de- demands an elite destiny scroll from an all-knowing oracle uh that is like desert sort of jedi sort of what is your what is your destiny what does it mean to have a destiny and should your destiny be picked people are online are loving episode 10 enkai 
but a mm-hmm. girl that has uh, the power as a mom, but she can't control it. And humans are destroying Earth once again. And how long must these two entities, her mom and the daughter, stay and protect Earth while we keep destroying Earth? There's an obvious, oh, wow. obvious message, but yeah. it's like one of the most beautiful, pretty episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I could keep talking about like every individual episode. It's just do yourself a favor if you haven't watched it. Put it on your list. If you like those yes. anthology series, this this is one that probably a lot of people will miss. Disney, step up the game. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Though this is going on my list because I want to see this. That is, thank you for nice. telling me about this. This is great. You are welcome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, anything else? I don't think so. Like... There was a Netflix animated series called Wake Up Carlo. It's a, Br- a Brazilian animated series. And mm-hmm. what what's that weird series that we loved? Centaur World? Yeah, Centaur World, yeah. It's like that, but on acid. <laughs> right? It's like Centaur World, but on acid. But more. <laughs> yeah. But that's... And... I, I, I honestly, I just didn't get it. A lot of the comments are, yeah, this is Brazilian comedy uh, humor. You you will only get it if you're Brazilian. And I was like, oh. well, if this, if that is true, then you've really niched your zone, which is not smart. Um, I did say in my review, it's totally me. And I think this will have a niche audience and mm. it seems to be gaining that, which is fine. You know, we're not going to like everything. Yeah. But for me, the story was all over the place. There's one bit in the trailer, which I laughed out loud. Um, and I was hoping there was going to be more of that. There's a little girl, the car alarm goes off and it's burp, 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 and she's dancing to the different types of um, oh. <laughs> uh, car alarm moments. And, and it was great. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious and really stupid, but actually works. And it just didn't ever again reach that. It is oh, weird. Huh. So, you, yeah. you know, if you're feeling weird and you want something as crazy as Centaur World, then uh, give it a try. I um, couldn't follow the subtitles. It was too fast. So I had to have it oh. in English. And English is good. They, they did, did oh, a good that's job. Good. So that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know whether I want to talk about it. So that's all I really want to say about this. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wake up, cool. Carlo. All right. Well, we are glad that you are still hanging around with us. Uh, we are going to talk about... The movie that I had seen for the very first time uh, <laughs> that Ruben had, has been wanting me to watch for quite some time. It's Rush Hour. We're also going to be talking about the thing that did not make it on our list. The worst mm. of or the just wasn't as good. Mm. Then we'll also hit uh, news, entertainment news, and things that are coming up this week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast, if you could rate and review us, that would be awesome. Don't forget to head over to our YouTube channels at some point. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. Me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. We also have our Patreon opportunity for just one pound. You can get in on that. And there are other tiers that give you different access and different uh, like perks, I guess. Uh, like you can ask us to watch a, a movie or a series or you can, you can even join us. with Chris. That, no. 
that's not correct at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm happily married. Thank you. We're good. No dating, no swinging. No, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> you mentioned swing. I didn't mention swing. I just said a date. Well, like, Go date did means- a date. Burger. means yeah okay um <laughs> well we have some things outside the paywall as well you can go to uh patreon.com slash the bearded ones that's because ruben and i have beards uh and yes okay enough housekeeping out of the way let's talk about rush hour yeah 1998 it's a 15 Dude. in the uk it's an hour and 38 minutes long <laughs> I I did not realize it was directed by Brett Ratner. Yeah, Brett Ratner. That now I mean, you know, he has his own issues and there was some stuff yeah, with him. Yeah, but, there's some stuff. <laughs> but we're going to we're going to ignore that portion we're ignore of it. the stuff. And just <laughs> this <clears throat> Excuse me. Firstly, the, why <clears throat> haven't you seen this movie? I don't know. No good your reason. You prejudice. No, that's. <laughs> are you kidding me? Smokey. <laughs> no, I. Chris Tucker's great, uh, and it was really good to see him return to movies in air. Yeah. This, this yeah, year, yeah. great um, to see him. Yeah. But the the mismatch of Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, <laughs> the. When they first even meet each other, the the assumption that Tucker does where that Jackie Chan can't speak English, yeah, and he's just silent through that, and the the whole chase sequence through downtown L.A. and the disarming, you know what I mean, and then the cab driver pulls out the gun. (laughs) It's just, I mean, so much. They they work really well off each other. They They have such great chemistry. I mean. You're watching Jackie Chan, and every time he's doing his stunts, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. It's yeah, Jackie doing his thing, and yeah. seeing seeing him bring that over from uh, China to you know the Western world was great. It, it, there, there was a number of scripts that he read, and mm. uh, I think it was Brett Ratner that said, "I've got this. I want you to do a film with," and Jackie said. There's only one of those scripts that you sent me I want to do, and it was Rush Hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, obviously, that one stood out to him. I, I what think else? If, uh, what, for me, I mean, the, the story itself is, it feels almost, well, it's very 90s. Oh, totally. Like, we you had know. loads of these type of stories in the 90s. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but it's it's the mixture of action and comedy. Um that both of them get to bring mm. together because mm. i think jackie chan softens out chris tucker just a little bit yeah because uh, sometimes tucker, he, when he first comes off is just a douche like he's the worst cop nobody want to work with him like i wouldn't want to work with him he's mm. costing the city loads of, you know his whole department wants to get rid of him yeah <laughs> yeah nobody likes him yeah right it, um the I think all of the the it's them too. It's it's them working. Some of the choreography is phenomenal and just wonderful. I love the the little scene where they're they're practicing. J- Jackie Chan is showing 
and teaching Chris Tucker how to disarm him yeah. and flip the gun around, and you've got war playing in the background. Yeah, you know the um, the bar scene oh, where so they Jackie Chan. <laughs> he says a line that I was just like. I forgot he said that in this movie. I was, I was like, like, oh. And then, was, though, because the guy says, what'd you say? So <laughs> he says he it again. It. <laughs> but, but there's an innocence there. You know oh, what I mean? 100%. Like it, no because he heard it from Chris Tucker. He, yeah. He's it's, But he doesn't understand the cultural context of that. And hearing and like, Jackie Chan say it as well, it makes it even funnier. Oh my gosh! And the the whole then everything that erupts from there. I mean, the you know, and him trying not to hurt everybody, yeah. but yet still having to defend himself. He's, he's I mean, having a bob roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he takes the um, at the very beginning, when he takes the stool from how he does it, and he, I was like, dude, that what a great stunt! I mean, you have some <laughs> wicked skills here that are just <laughs> the way he uses his environment is always so fun. It really is, yeah. The, we, the, he was fighting this dude um, on a, like at a shipping area, I think. And so he had the, um, where he grabs the, you know, they're trying, they're fighting over the gun. And then he grabs the dude and he handcuffs him to the, um, <laughs> the, the forklift or whatever that was. And it's so funny because Jackie Chan, he, he like fakes the dude and you see <laughs> <laughs> the guy jump and it just made me it made me laugh because it's like was that scripted was he supposed to do that was he you know uh, i just if you want to see how much jackie puts in to these movies you just have to watch the end credits because once the, the credits roll the bloopers and the bloopers stuff, like of the stuff that he goes through and you're just like dude <laughs> the, the one where he where he scales the wall yeah you know um with but in the blooper yeah you're like Ow. There's a lot of <laughs> that's gonna hurt. When he one flips guy, over and lands on the chair. The cue on his the fingers, cue. and he's just like, <laughs> it just get this. Oh, but you enjoyed well, it. I, oh, I did. I did. I thought it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. It really does make me want to see the other two. I hope they're they're as good or better. Mm. Um, you know it. You always run the risk of it getting tired, so I don't know. But yeah, it was. It's. I think fun. they caught a little bit of like the lethal weapon magic. It's the yeah. partnership between Danny Glover and Mel Gibson and and Jackie and Chris. Like you said, Chris, Jackie softens Chris, and there is. I think one of the films, uh, the the mission is where Jackie lives. So Tucker goes oh. over there, and that is again fish out of water for him, which which is really clever. <laughs> that's got to be a lot of fun yeah that'll be good um the nope that thought completely left my brain wow <laughs> All right. All right. so um if you were to rate it what would you rank it now i mean it um, is old i think three and a half yeah I'm right probably, now just on a first watch yeah yeah <clears throat> oh i know what i was gonna say it's in the u.s it's both on max and netflix all three of them Oh, wow. Uh, they were trying to make me b buy it or to rent it. You could only rent it. Every single platform I went to was £3.50. Eventually went to CEX in the UK and found the trilogy for £4. So I just got that. Oh. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, it was it was fun. And I do look, I do look forward to um, 
to watching the other ones because it was this was a good this can become a good casual watch absolutely as well it is one of those yeah yeah that it's you know now that i know the story and i know what's going on and i know the characters i can revisit this first movie and laugh along and then you know pause to to watch some of the action sequences Mm -hmm. and then just kind of be have it going on around me and still be part of it so yeah no this great suggestion i love this the the dvd that i watched is old like it's been a long time since I've seen an actual DVD and the menu is like four by three. Oh yeah. You have to like <laughs> click up and down into like select the things you want. I'm just like, oh, I'd forgotten. <laughs> it hasn't even been that long and I've forgotten. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. It was like wow. VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rewind that forward, backwards, get to the best bit, <laughs> stretch out exactly. the tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man all right hey we would love to know have you seen rush hour um you know what, what did you think do you like this movie do you hate this movie uh where would you put one in ranking with two and three where would you put ranking one with two and three Ruben? um i don't know yet i'm gonna rewatch okay. two and three because it's been a long okay. time um, okay and then I'll, i will rank them maybe we can come back to that and do like a patreon do it that'd be fun yeah ranking for rush hour two and three and one cool yeah and one yes <laughs> <laughs> and one um should we move on to one of the one of the worst things yes. or didn't quite make it on our list things i'm yes. afraid this week it's gonna hurt you chris because okay i'm gonna talk about two things because i, I really want to because <laughs> you just had a lot of poo this week yes <laughs> uh i'm not even going to talk about the things because i'm not even going to bring it up i don't want to talk about lincoln lincoln lawyer that's just boring i don't like it i'm not watching it. i'm not talking about <laughs> disappointment from the first season which i really really enjoyed love the first season was hooked yeah. wanted to watch it second season couldn't get us so yeah, it was hard to get into i agree yeah. Okay, so one film I'm talking about came out in 1984. The other film I'm talking about, um, I don't know, because <laughs> I just typed in the wrong thing. Oh, there we go, 1992. One of these films you like quite a bit, and the other one I don't know if you like at all. Oh, no, they're making me nervous it. here. <laughs> okay, so the first one... I'm going to talk about is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie that came out in 1992. I watched this again. It's exactly what you're doing now. The movie attempts to make itself serious, but by the time I ended, I thought that movie has to be a parody, right? There's no ways that film is serious. No ways. Because like like you were doing that, the death of the one vampire, he's literally pretending to die for ages. And even as the credits start rolling, you cut back to him going, uh, 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 and you just like, really? And then the first half of the movie, I just really didn't like the Buffy character. She was horrible. Mm. Not a nice person at all. And then sure. she starts changing. And I think that's part of the what, what you meant. You meant to like the character as she starts coming into her own powers. I really liked um, uh, her watcher. I, th- I thought he... Oh, D- Donald Sutherland? Donald Sutherland's great. I mean, but it's because it's Donald <laughs> Sutherland. And sure. had no clue that it was, it was Richter here as the, the main vampire, which is hilarious as well, if, if you think about it. Um, he was fine. 
like I, I think because the dialogue is so cheesy it's so bad for me probably the the best character in here was uh luke um luke barry luke barry yeah likes him a lot he's great a lot of charisma um i can see where you would go from this to the buffy the vampire series i actually started watching the beginning of the first episode and it's not great either like that first season of the buffy Mm. series you kind of got to get through until they really find their footing but i just there were there were like continuity issues, puppeteering issues. When the the body is on the van, the guy's holding onto it. You can literally see it's it's an animatronic puppet just holding onto it. I think maybe because you're close to it and you love it, you forgive it some of its nonsense. But because I hadn't seen it since it first came out. Okay. I watched but this and all- thought, oh my goodness. Well, you're also, though, a really big fan of the series, I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like me, I've never seen the series. Mm. So this, and this holds, like I saw this in the theater. Yeah. This holds, you know, that special uh, special that place like in my nostalgia. heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but stupid. But didn't you watch it recently? Uh, I, I, we, my wife got it for me for a present. Okay, like a 4K I, thing. Or yeah, or whatever. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I need I do need to I do need to rewatch it, but I've been waiting until I can sit down and actually um enjoy it, carve out it. that time. Right. Yeah, to oh, really I'll take it all back. It's brilliant, Chris. You'll enjoy it. Uh, it's so good. Oh no, no. <laughs> Come on now. It's it, it I can admit that it's a terrible movie, but it's one that I really enjoy. That's <laughs> I think once you understand that it's it's don't take it seriously at all. Uh it is mostly a parody on vampire mm-hmm. stuff once you yep. get that into your head then you kind of start understanding because buffy takes itself seriously it's serious there oh, are comedy the moments yeah there are comedy yeah, okay. moments in it, but they take the genre seriously here gotcha. it's like making fun of the genre almost you know that, that the way that vampire yeah. dies the, the the cliche stuff that they have uh yeah so much <laughs> well the director of that of this movie did Tokyo Pop, which I don't oh, know what that is. Never heard of it. Yeah. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then oh. a TV short for an untitled Buffy the Vampire Slayer featurette. Right. Okay. Is that it? She's yeah. She's been a producer wow. on some things like yeah. Angel, yeah, um, Orgasmo. Oh. Interesting. Okay. But, wow. But not, or maybe it's a he. I don't even know. It's, right. I, I she. she. Um, okay. Anyway. Wow. What's what's the okay? So that was from 1992, and it's terrible. Yeah. What is from 1984 that you that you watched that was also bad? And so I bought a box set of this entire lot. I don't know why it was on a whim. I, I thought you know, I was terrified of this movie when I saw it when I was young, and this character. I rewatched it and thought, why was I terrified of this movie? This one bit that's scary. But the film is not great, and this is going to upset a lot of people. But Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, my goodness, I rewatched it. And I thought, what is going on? There's a bit where Freddy holds out his arms, like he's trying to touch both sides, and it's stretched out puppeteering. And the only way I could I- explain it is if you think of back to Beetlejuice, that sort of weird puppeteer with mm-hmm. it. And it just looks so fake that you don't find it scary at all he's doing and it's barely on his arms and you're just like what on earth is happening 
There's so many moments in this film that it doesn't make sense. And then, and I didn't know that the end of the film didn't make sense. Like, I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, is it meant to be left like a, an ambiguous ending? Is it meant to like, is, are there in a dream or aren't there in a dream? Uh, is she, I guess she's not, I guess it was all a dream because she's alive in two and three. It's, you, you need to go back and watch it because I get, it's probably been a long time since you've watched this movie. Actually, it's not. I watched it like a month ago. Oh, okay, cool. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was, um, <clears throat> yes. So, so some of the bad things in here, I mean, it, it like, it was mixed bag for me because it had been probably 20 years mm. since I had seen it. Yeah. I mean, a long time, you okay. know, so so some of the some of the build up for me still worked. Okay. Uh, I think you know, the, the, the rhyme still works. Oh my gosh! I, well, <laughs> and I was singing along with them as they were doing it. That was the, the yeah. Just <laughs> um, it, it was unique. You know, I mean, it's a it's a great concept. Mm. I liked some of the uh, some of the build up that you you slowly get to li- learn a little bit about Freddie. Mm. Um, you know, and the death scenes are freaky, gory, a little bit, you know, I thought they were funny. I just, I thought like, okay, so that bit's meant to be scary. Like it was gory, but like, I just didn't believe them. I, I guess I see what was happening. (laughs) Like we have four liters of blood in our body. Where's that coming from? Dude, that that's, was so much blood. <laughs> that's a river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think it's like a little tense for mm. me still. Not and not not like that scary, but like um it's like, like I'm, I'm watching the, with the, the body trailer on the roof. That, yeah. That still holds. I thought that was clever, well done. An entity you can't see, you know something's there. What do you how do you fight against that? That I thought like genius. Oh, especially because you have somebody else watching it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. That was probably yeah, the there best is the- story actually in in the film about the guy that's been blamed for Freddy's kills because mm. he's meant to be the bad guy. And I thought that was interesting. Like, how 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 does he get out of that? I was more interested in that story than uh, her story. I think it's. I do want to go back through. So you bought all of them? Is that what yeah, you did with all of the them. box set? So I'm going to go. Nice. I don't uh, even know if I've seen all of them. I've definitely seen most of them. I've seen most of them. My favorite I think there's, is, I think, because it's been so long, what, The Warrior something, number three? Dream Warriors? Dream Warriors, yeah. I remember See, that I one remember there. really enjoying that one, too. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it holds up, though, and I don't know if it's <laughs> if it's nostalgia because I think I saw that one in the theater mm. with some friends. It was like my parents finally allowed me to go see like a horror movie. I scarred my five-year-old um, brother with that movie because I was watching it and he was hiding behind the couch watching it and I had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. Well, we should we should both then just watch these. Yeah. And um we'll and just, discuss them whether or not they're good or bad, you know. Yeah, we'll just come back and continue talking about yeah whether they progress or they got better scarier yeah because honestly i don't remember um, no it's like a blur i have moments that i can remember but yeah yeah exactly and i couldn't tell you which came from what (laughs) and 
So if we're going to mm-hmm. watch all of them, are we going to watch the Freddy versus Jason one as well? <laughs> uh, I've never seen that, so sure, oh, why not? Oh, great. We'll do that one as well. Cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you've seen it, heard it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. We have found a new series to torture So it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. what did you choose? Okay. Um, I was actually looking forward to this movie. This is um, something that I saw on Netflix. It has actors that I like. It has Nina Dobrev. <laughs> Why you said actors? We, it has actors and a runtime. <laughs> and a runtime. <laughs> no story, but you know. Um, so Nina Dobrev, who I loved with Jimmy O. Yang, we both loved in Love Hard. Uh, you were looking forward to this movie. I, I thought it could have fun potential because right. you have Nina Dobrev, you have Adam Devine, yeah. you have um, Pierce Brosnan, Ellen yeah, Barkin. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's good cast. Yeah, great cast. Mm. Uh, there's no story. It's <laughs> just, it's it's a rehash of every generic trope you've ever seen. Um, the The comedy is not funny. Adam Devine, who I really do like, mm when he's toned down a little bit i think he, i think he has natural humor to him but some of it comes across very very forced and in this one he was nothing but forced it was just like he's trying to be because there was the a bit every in the trailer he, that looked pretty funny but i'm guessing which, that. Uh, which part was that uh yeah. when he's going oh, he's talking about them coming it's like there's no happiness there's happiness and it looked like it could have been funny no, yeah, no, it's, it's the, 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 he's meant to be a good guy mm. who then transitions into doing bad things for a good reason. Right. And for the family. that, mm. yeah. And that has the opportunity for humor. Right. But it's not funny. And it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't land. Um, Pierce See, Brosnan I don't think and that's Ellen his Barkin, fault. It's no, timing. I don't think that's it's the writing and, and directing and directing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the guy that directed this directed that other Netflix movie, The Wrong Missy Ugh. with David Spade. Good um, Lord. I think I like The Wrong Missy better Missy than Moore. this there one. There were moments in that that worked. Yeah. Funny, right? Yeah. That had some funny moments yeah. to them. When she's um, falling off the mountain, I laughed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that the she is in this movie also. Oh. Really? The, the, yeah, the same okay. actress. Oh, I like her. Um, she's great. Yeah, yeah, she was she was good. She's barely in it in this one. Mm. Uh, there is a line um, that has to do with James Bond. Mm. One line, deadpan, loved it. Thought right. it was the best line of the movie. Okay. Uh, everything else, though, is just disappointing. Mm. Like, the setups are rushed. You don't, you, I don't feel any connection to any of the characters. Yeah, I was um, afraid of that. <clears throat> You know, Does there Pierce is not bring anything to it. No, mm. he's and he's very hard to like and get behind oh. because he's kind of a jerk to. Um, no, he's not kind of. He is a jerk to Adam Devine. Right. And <clears throat> excuse me, while Adam Devine is annoying, mm. he's trying like he's yeah. he's he he's trying to prove himself oh, to the woman he loves. And it's that sort yeah, of and her parents thing. that he's never met and so yeah. he's super excited oh, to meet it's them so cliche isn't it Who oh it is oh, honestly t- yeah no totally um there are adam devine's parents though are actually they act they might be my favorite part in the movie there it's okay. richard kind and julie haggerty 
and uh, Julie Haggerty from uh, Airplane. Oh, and Eddie? and Richard oh, wow. Kind from uh, Mad About You. I think okay. he was yeah. the neighbor. You'd you'd recognize him in yeah, some. They get some lines that are, I mean, they're, they are cliche, mm. very. They are, they are exactly, once you hear the characters, you know exactly what they are. Right. But those two together worked. And Richard Kind, because he's, um, he's doing a shtick, it really works also. So okay. that's, that's like the one bright spot, I think, in this film. But they're not in it a lot. Uh, mm. You have Michael Rooker who's wasted i mean he's it's it, it the movie is is like an hour and a half so that's it saving grace i wish it could have been an hour actually i wish <laughs> it just could have would have been funny yeah um, i wish it could have been good yeah <laughs> yes exactly yeah um i would i would stay away from it when oh, i'm I definitely look, gonna watch this now it sounds great good let's see what rotten tomatoes at the moment has for it because when i saw it it was like it was already rotten by everybody uh, um yeah it's it's pretty low chris <laughs> um let's see here critics 21 percent. i contributed to that and <laughs> um audience score 45 percent. so nobody's liking this thing yeah that's a <clears throat> consensus which really happens between both critics and audience yeah exactly yeah this is just you just know this one this isn't even casual watch that's the thing that it's it like i'm okay with stupid comedy if you know and i can put it on in the background and you know it keeps me mildly entertained and just this one i would want to turn off because it's not making me laugh and it's just like ugh. yeah so yeah. not even in the background watching no mm -mm. nope still nope. nope yeah okay well now that we've <laughs> depressed our Listeners and our Everybody, watches. yes. Everyone. Um, so we move on to news. News, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, this is already out in social media, so I don't. I'm sorry if this is a spoiler because oh. it probably already is. But Jennifer Garner is supposedly reprising her Elector role in Deadpool three. Yeah, her and um, Ben Affleck. Been, yeah, as as Daredevil, Daredevil. which I don't, I don't know. So I, mm. the theory goes is that because it's a multiverse story, mm -hmm. that Daredevil, sorry, Daredevil, uh, Deadpool will go and kill all the Fox superheroes, like because uh, that's oh, what they to, used to be to write yeah. the timeline, write basically the timeline. for Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then they can reintroduce everybody, yeah. and it it makes sense in yeah. the that's. Which is meta, but it is Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I'll have to wait until I see the execution, obviously, of that. But if that's the case, For it, sure. I don't want them to just use him as an eraser. You know no. what I mean? I like, liked, I liked, um, I know a lot of people don't. I like the director's cut. I like Ben Affleck as Daredevil, but the film mm -hmm. wasn't great. Again, I okay. liked Elektra. I liked Jennifer Garner's Elektra, but the film wasn't great. So uh, seeing what they could redo, like reprising their roles for a little bit, <laughs> might revitalize their characters and maybe even get them to come back and do different things with it. Uh, you know, we've had talk of Andrew Garfield, you know, being able to finish his Spider-Man trilogy, which mm -hmm. I would love. I would love that for him. <laughs> I would support yes. it. 
don't know if that'll ever be a thing, but it would be great. Um, yeah. So we yeah. know that pulling in other characters does work. It's just mm-hmm. how you do it. Yeah, and, and I don't want it to feel like this is just Disney or Marvel just trying to fix an acquisition. Mm. You know what I mean? Using a character to do that because then that, that cheapens him. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Mm. Um, and talking about fixing Disney. So Variety put out a, an article this week called Disney's. Uh, this is the, just a short thing about it. I won't read the whole thing. Uh, Disney des- desperately needs to create something new, says critic Josh Spiegel. It does a good job at cannibalizing itself. They remake their movies and echo what they've done in the past. And at a certain point, they won't be. Uh, there won't be a whole lot for them to echo. And I, I have really resonated with that statement. And I, I mm-hmm. think it's really accurate. They're remaking all of their Disney films into live action. They've, you know, we didn't really need another indie film. Um, and for all intents and purposes, it's not very good. It's fine. Everybody loves seeing Harrison, but it, it's not mm. doing very well. The latest Pixar film is not doing very well. The latest TV series aren't doing very well. They're doubling down on all the things that they've had and remaking them or continuing them. Disney used to be the platform that the original stuff was incredible. Mm -hmm. And they're firing all of their best, like, artists, left, right, and center, to, I guess, try and recoup some of that money. It does feel really weird. I don't know what's going on Disney, but the reflection, you can't not look at what's happened to Warner and wondering if this is going to go down the same path. Well, and they've already started because they've they've been um, deleting things. Oh yeah, you know some even of their t- new things. Like they they <clears throat> recently had a film that jumped Crater. in there. Yeah, I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it yet. I had it on my watch list. I thought mm-hmm. I give it a go when I you know want to chuck something on, and it's gone. Are you, are you joking? Well, the the thing that that I think is the the most dirty and underhanded is that. When they do that, because it doesn't have a physical release and now it doesn't exist anywhere, mm. nobody gets residuals. Yeah. So all of those people that have that written into their contracts. They don't have they, to pay them. Yeah. I hope and so that's there not true. Be, I heard that that could be the case. I hope that's not true. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, there should be a buyout clause mm. that then, you know, if you're going to delete this off your servers. But you also have at that point, though, because I've, I've seen some things on social media where like people are just like, hey, Disney's open for piracy because you don't know what's yeah, going on, what's going to be. And I get it. So you're, oh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, I just, I, uh, it's so frustrating. The um, <laughs> Pixar used to put out a movie like what, every two years? Mm. And now they're putting out two to three movies a year? Yeah, it's too much. Wh- it's churning it out. It's not special anymore. It's not. Um, but also, that you're not giving the artists enough time to do their job. No. And if, and they look great, but they don't look awesome. And yeah, it yeah it doesn't feel like we have the same amount of magic that uh, Pixar used to stand for. So maybe that's because there's too much, and maybe it's because they're not getting enough time, and they're under the thumb all the time. You keep hearing stories about the the artists. You know. Yeah. Not getting time to do like 100 hour weeks like seriously stop it it will exactly well and then also let's stop down and do and write good stories mm. you know that, yeah, but 
we don't want to pay them. So, I mean, that's the reason why we've got this whole. Absolutely. And, and hey, I'm right there. You know what? The, the writers that we have nothing other than people walking around, not saying anything good, because if we rely on most of the actors to come up with the dialogue, it is going to be unwatchable. Well, they're not writers. They're actors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> yep. Let's focus on something happier. Okay. Okay. I don't know if this is happy, but this is sad. No? It's not sad. It's just weird. <laughs> I don't it's, know if this is happy. This is sad. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's sad for <laughs> one person, okay. but it's this is so that person. And okay. The cast of Barbie had a group chat, but it didn't include Michael Sarah because he said, I don't have an iPhone myself. I have a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> really really <laughs> that, that's that's the most michael sarah comment i've ever <laughs> right you got to give him kudos though if that's the way maybe he stays off of social media that way yeah maybe. you know what i mean like yeah, he just doesn't he i can't even be in that world because i don't have the technology to do it and it allows like a mental break you know mm. that that to, so he doesn't have to put up with the crap that's out there uh, that's good <laughs> that's funny though <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if you, if you like his music, but, uh, Bob Marley mm. enjoy his yeah, music. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, there's a movie coming out, so it's called Bob Marley, one love mm. and Kingsley Benadire is going to be in that title role. Now he's Talos in, no, he's not, he's Gar Garrick. Gar what's his name? In <sighs> Secret Invasion. He's one of the scrolls. He's the bad guy scroll. Um, he was also in One Night in Miami playing, I believe he was playing Malcolm X in that. He's outstanding. I love him as an actor. And oh, so I'm okay. really yeah, excited to see okay. to see him nice. um, in the title role. Uh, I saw a picture of him, you know, and it had it had the, the dreads like Bob Marley did. And mm. I mean, it looked, at least in that still, mm. he looked similar. So yeah, okay. I'm, I'm excited to see that. We're talking about who didn't look good. Uh, Deadpool. I don't like his new suit. It feels very Disney. They showed us pictures of the Deadpool suit from Deadpool 1 and 2. Like, and then next to that, we've got a picture of him in his new suit, which is much redder. Um, and it feels yeah, like brighter, a cosplay. Right? Yeah, it feels like a cosplay, whereas the other one felt like uh like a the actual suit like an actual suit yeah because yeah, it was more maroon yeah like darker in color yeah and like really messed up and scuffed <clears throat> okay this could be alternate timeline thing we haven't seen like the special effects or whatever sure. but whatever uh but as it stands i was just like oh new no. yeah uh D chad stelsky who did john wick for mm -hmm. he said now because we we watched the ending of this right and it has a, a, at the end of john wick four it has a semi-ambiguous ending where yeah they're standing in front of the graves but the dog looks up mm. you know and looks off mm. to the side meaning yeah. maybe just saw a bird or maybe he saw keanu yeah. um <clears throat> but uh chad selsky said that they shot a much less ambiguous ending huh. like that it, it was concrete yeah and test audiences did not like it interesting they mm -hmm. wanted the ambiguous um, of either or type of thing. So that's, and and we've also seen him, you know, he's really hesitant 
to jump yeah. back into John Wick 5, which I appreciate. Mm. Because if there's not a good reason to do it, let's so let then, that character. So if he does do it, then we know <clears throat> the story will be worth doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Um, Hayao Hayo Miyazaki's final film that we spoke mm-hmm. about last week, uh, How Do You Live, will be released in IMAX in Japan. Ooh. So that's going to be the first one, I think, uh, of his big um, studio films animated that's IMAX. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I think that's accurate. So I'm really hoping that when it comes to the US and the UK, that will be the same. That you'll have the opportunity to see yeah. it on IMAX. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, Stranger Things. <laughs> okay, so yeah, season five is just, I'm so pissed at that. But here's something to even become more <laughs> disgruntled maybe about. It, it's it's yeah. a head scratcher. Okay. There is a um, a play. It's called Stranger Things on Stage. Oh, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> they were talking about that it, like the writers of it and stuff, that it's going to take us to the beginning of the Stranger Things story. And <clears throat> it also could hold the key to what happens in season five. What? So you're telling me that I have to go see a play that's probably not going to be in my area and I have to pay exorbitant theater tickets to to see this so that I can... there's millions of fans of Stranger Things. No one's going to be able... That audience is not going to be able to go and watch that. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that we talk about, like the danger of of Marvel, you Mm. know, with all of these TV shows where you put too much context in the TV shows that then ties into the movie and people don't understand the movie. And so they don't go to the movie because they didn't watch the show. Okay. And we're never getting Stranger Things season five. So just. Oh my gosh. This just feels like that never coming. Yeah. Yeah. Considering that they hadn't fully written it or really, you know, before the strike. So Um, let's talk about things that nobody asked for. (laughs) <laughs> okay did you ever watch the movie sausage party no i didn't okay well not really my thing you didn't miss much <laughs> i mean there was some interesting commentary about the food and it, it let the reflection at humans and then it lost the plot at the end i just they, they killed the ending but now mm. they're doing a tv series Really? So we're gonna, yeah, we're getting mm-hmm. a series of it. And uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, I think that's right, mm-hmm. said that it's going to be much raunchier than it was. Like they're going to push the, the, the boundaries even further. And it was way out there when they did it. There's a time and place when this used to, this sort of stuff used to be popular. And there's still a time and place for that with shows like South Park. But South Park have a very clever way of doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned earlier, that they're they'll target everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know about this one. The... Yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, I wonder if that's if they're looking at kind of that resurgence of the the raunchy comedy where we've had No Hard Feelings and now Joyride, um, mm. which I. <laughs> Now, thinking about it, I mean, they're not nearly as raunchy as they could have been, you know? Yeah. Uh, at least Joyride. I didn't see No Hard Feelings, but I'm assuming, especially from what you had said, especially because it becomes more of a, like, character-driven story. Um, 
Hmm. Okay. Uh, this th- you guys don't have HBO in no. the UK, so this is kind of weird. But mm. HBO's Insecure, so their their original series Insecure, yeah, is heading to Netflix. Yeah, I heard that. But also uh, shows like Six Feet Under, Ballers, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, mm. those are also going to be added to Netflix in the coming weeks. Um, and for those of you that are outside of the U.S. like you are, Ruben, True mm. Blood is going to become unavailable to Netflix um, for everybody outside the U.S. And uh, the Hollywood Reporter had no, had said that it's an agreement that's a co-exclusive licensing deal between the two platforms, huh. which means that they will be simultaneously available on both Macs and Netflix. Wow. Which... I mean, that's like I watched Rush Hour and mm. it was on Netflix, but it's also on Mac. So I don't know if that's if that's one of the things, even though it's not a Mac's original. Right. But that it, I don't know, interesting, interesting way to do that to maybe um, they both benefit by mm. doing that, you know, and mm. I don't know. Um, so Greta Gerwig is directing Bobby. Well, she has done. It's done. <laughs> it's not is. Yes. Yeah. It's done. And she's. she recently said she really hopes that this does well because uh, it could spawn a whole Barbie virus and, you know, mm-hmm. which will be interesting. But she's also now tapped to direct two Narnia films for Netflix, which for me, I don't see. <laughs> like, I look at the list of films she's directed. And I think, what are you going to do to the Narnia films? Like, please don't take the magic out. Don't take what it represents. Because I feel like that's, she's that sort of director that, that that's what it would do. If you look at her previous stuff, she's a great director. Like, not mm-hmm. to worry about it. But it's a really odd choice. Yeah. Well, I have seen that she wants to, she wants to step out of um, the shadow of just good female director. Uh you know, and wants yeah. to be, I am a big budget director. Well, like, you know, so there's not, so you remove the gender from it and everything. And If she does do, I really hope we get past like the first three because we've had this rebooted too many times now. <laughs> like, yeah. And who's going to be brave enough to do The Magician's Nephew or The Silver Chair or The Last Battle? Like, what, someone needs to do it. <laughs> they start well, them and be- they stop. <laughs> Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, what this, what this does, how it's received, what the story is. I mean, I, yeah, mm. hesitantly. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'll finish with my last one, uh, okay. which will which will be very happy news for you. Simon Pegg says him and Edgar Wright's next film together is not going to rely on what they've done before, but it's a picture with Simon Pegg and. Nick Frost? Yes. Yes! <laughs> so the, the, that trio is coming back together. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I don't even care what they do. I just yeah. want to watch them together. That's, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh. Yes. Well, that's wonderful news. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. You, you, you ended on a high note, at I least did. for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about we dive into the things that are coming up this week? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Mr. Uh, Carr. And the Knights Templar. Exactly. Yep. 
Yeah, it's a, a film. Polish family movie. Yeah, which has got me intrigued. Could could be yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I watched um, the first movie documentary movie in a series of four the, mm. this past week. Um, it the series is called Unknown. Yes. First one was about uh, the Lost Pyramid, which I was just totally hooked on. I was loving it. Okay. Uh, this week. The episode is called Killer Robots. Yeah, I'm looking forward so, to this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to play into some AI maybe. Mm. And that, mm, yeah, <laughs> real life black mirror. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a series coming out on Thursday on Netflix called Burn the House Down. It's a Japanese mystery drama, uh, which I'm down for. <laughs> yes. Yes, that looks good. There's also a series coming out called Survival of the Thickest on Netflix. Um, and I think, yeah, the the lead actress in this, Michelle Butow, Butow, mm. Butow, Butow um, she, she was in um, Always Be My Maybe right. with Ali Wong and um, Randall Park. And I loved her in that. I thought she, she brought just a great chemistry and you know snarky funny uh Mm. and so she's she's the star of this so it's a series that comes out that starts this week okay um i think their big title this week though is bird box barcelona and oh yeah i've seen it but i can't say anything about it i have the screener for that so i'll have to i'll have to watch that um did you watch on prime when it came out, uh, I think it came out last year, uh, The Summer I Turned Pretty, it was a series? Mm, don't think so. Okay. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law watched it, and they mm. they didn't enjoy the first season. I guess the characters just were really hard to get behind. Right. Um, so I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but season two comes out this week. Okay. So if, if you were a fan of that, then, hey, you know, you get more. Okay. Um, there's a kuwaiti series on netflix called devil's advocate coming out this week really on what on netflix, netflix? yeah what i don't know about this one mm. that had me interested okay. it's like i can't remember that i've seen many from kuwait so yeah when, when is it a movie do you know the series i believe oh yeah uh imdb does not have how many episodes or anything okay uh i mentioned it uh as i was talking about the best thing i watched uh the after party season two Mm. uh debuts this week so i'm looking forward to to that i believe it's a weekly release though so it's um you know you can binge week to week or skip weeks i guess Do you have the other one that's happening on Apple also? I haven't Foundation. seen the first season. Yeah. Yeah. It, d- did you enjoy that? Is that the one that you did enjoy? Yeah, that's the one I loved. Yeah. I thought it was okay. really good. Yeah, really creative. Big, big universe, big world building. Um, I think if you've not read the books and you're not close to them, you'll love it. It's one of those. Oh, okay. That it, it, yeah. It's hard to capture what the book, the magic that the yeah, book exactly. brings yeah. in the and world. And they probably okay. do a lot of their own thing as well. So mm. um, I, I, I've liked it because I'd never read the books. I, I love the okay. author, but I've, it's not one that I 
came around to. Um, there is a movie coming to the cinema that I believe it's like a local British film called A Kind of Kidnapping comes out on the 14th. Hmm. Um, kind of Kidnapping is the story of a 30-something couple, Maggie and Brian, who both struggle to get by, decide to kidnap a London politician. <laughs> uh, it looks really quirky and, and funny in that British way. Mm. Uh, if you see the nice. masks they're wearing in the posters, like panda masks. So oh. I'm hoping that it's a, a unique diamond in the rough. Nice. Um, because we've we've both seen it and I saw it a couple of weeks ago, Mission Impossible is coming out this week. Right. Um, yeah. it's, it's hard to remember that. Yeah. Uh, there's also a movie coming to theaters and I think maybe video on demand called mm. The Miracle Club. Okay. And it's got Kathy Bates, Laura Linney, uh, Maggie Smith. Uh, mm. I watched it last night. Um, it's it's a drama. Um, I'm not sure it's worth seeing in the theater. Renting right. might be the better option there, but yeah, um, yeah. Okay. I don't have anything else on my list. Do you? I don't think so. I'm trying. I feel like I've missed something, but I do too. Right? I There's what? <laughs> I maybe because it's just such a lighter week. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Possible. Well, no. let us know in the comments if you're listening, whichever, whichever audio platform you're listening on. Uh, if there's something coming out that we didn't talk about that you wanted to flag up, that's always helpful to add to our yeah. list. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget we have a Patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash ones. Head over to YouTube. Check out Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. Me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. Uh, so if you could rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening, that would be outstanding. And with that, hey, we thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week, all right? Uh, before you go, before you oh, go, Chris, yeah. um, I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> I like that one. That's a great one. <laughs> Way to go out on a bang. <laughs>